Special thanks to everyone who pledged money to crowdfund the show this week, including Matt Lacey, David Walker, Tim Edwards, Illico Elia, Andy Hagen, Jamie Holland, Roland Roberts, Ian Wilkinson, Alistair Harding, Dan Laney, Ian Mercer and John Balshaw. There's a full list of our supporters on 361podcast.com, along with information on how to help us for as little as $1 per episode via Patreon. Hello and welcome to 361, a weekly podcast about mobile tech and the world around it. My name is Ben Smith. I'm Rafe Blanford. And I'm Ewan McLeod. This is season 13, episode 10, and this week we're at the end of the Android challenge. Ben's a happy man. He is, and we review the ups and downs of the world's most popular mobile platform. Welcome back, chaps. How are we doing? Rocking. Yep. Brett Bamford. Quite well, thank you. Good. Quite well. This is the season cliffhanger episode. Yes. We need to think of a cliffhanger, do we? Well. You need to come with something. Well, Ewan's coming back, basically. Well, that's true. Will he be replaced in next season by, you know... I I don't know about you, Ben, but I've had a surprising number of offers to sort of, you know, basically said, yeah, we know Ewan's no good and he's leaving. Why can't we instead? Thanks a lot for that. It has been the the first thing thing people have said is, now he's leaving, can we be on the podcast instead? I say, I'm fairly sure that when we said, he said he's not leaving, he's just going overseas. You won't notice notice the difference. I was quite offended on your behalf because it wouldn't be 361 without you. There you are. Without someone screaming apologies to me, I just feel really... Really it's been a little while. That was that was season eight, I think, it, wasn't it? It was a little while ago, but we still disagree. And who would have it any other way? You were an apologist for but really big companies getting we, it wrong. We are sitting in a big meeting room with yeah. a really, really big TV. Yeah. And so we're going to do some in person, but we're also going to have you and Ben oh, directly yes. onto a TV. And you're going to look even bigger than you do now. Yep, and it's equal size. Ego yeah. size. There we go. There we go. That's what 4K right. TVs were invented for, to the, the full resolution of Ewan's head. You need so. to tell office services to make the TV even bigger then. Please. <laughs> we'll have to sit closer to the screen to get the full effect. <laughs> so, well, okay, right. So the cliffhanger, we're going to be a better one, right? This is yeah. the last episode in the season, though. It is. It, it is. is. We'll, yeah. we'll have a small break, a short break, yes. and then we'll be back. An intermission. In an intermission. We'll send you away. You have to leave the country in shame. I do have to leave the country, not necessarily in shame. Well, it is a shame. In delight and excitement joining my colleagues. It's a shame yeah, it's that you're leaving. Oh, no, no, I'm thinking of the other thing, mildly inconvenient, sorry. Ah, that's right, right, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, got you. Right, well, let's move, what are we talking about this time? We have two topics oh, we this oh, week. Oh, yes, I remember. Two topics. Now, Rafe Blanford, why don't you kick us off on topic number uno? I thought we'd uh, finish up the Android challenge and we'd talk about the lovely fun time we've had with our Android yeah. devices. Well, yes, that. it has been lovely. I have enjoyed it. Every <laughs> moment has been a treat. Look, there's my iPhone. <laughs> Hooray, I can use it again. The end. I have really, really enjoyed the Android challenge. I find it fascinating and rewarding. Where's your Android phone? Right here. Not on the table? He's he's just just reaching into his bag and taking off a device. No, 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 I had it on the floor. Just because it it vibrates on the table, that makes it annoying. Yeah, it does. I'll take my phones off the table. So I think, first big question, were you able to use it to do what you needed to do? Yes. Ewan? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, surprisingly so. So were there any big surprises after the first few weeks where there was this almost shock that you had to get used to something new. I mean, is, this is the moment for you to grudgingly admit it perhaps wasn't that bad and we can get onto the stuff you really didn't like in a moment. So I'm not prepared oh, to come go, on I'm not, I'm not prepared to go. A billion for, people use this. And, and I'm sorry for a each and every one of them. A billion people are not wrong. No, they are. They are. They are. Definitely. So you were right about the learned behaviours. 
So let, let, let's be fair for a moment. I'm, I'm going to start the whinging in a minute and I'll enjoy that. But to be fair, once I had lost that muscle memory of, oh, swipe up or swipe down or swipe left, and I found that maybe I'm, I'm unusual, but lots of people I see using iPhones don't use the sort of the swiping gestures to go backwards and forwards between screens or to force touch and to change apps. And I, I sort of have learned that and find it really useful. And so that was hard to unlearn and also swiping down to get the notifications and to get the settings bar to turn off, um, you know, airplane mode and those sorts of things. When of course on an iPhone, it's swipe up. That's just old. But it it wasn't that one's better than the other. It was just, I was doing it. You were just old. I was just doing it without thinking. It's it's learned behavior and I had to just learn the other way around. But once I'd done that, that piece wasn't so bad. Okay. So I, I had the same experience. I've been using the HTC 10 I've actually switched to using it properly after Ben's quite justified criticism of me having a Lumia in my pocket. Indeed. Not, just, not just in your pocket, exclusively. Primarily. It was probably still my prime phone. Now I've got my main SIM in that phone, in, in the so HTC it took the, OMG, and, it took the last episode for you to actually present no, I, I your Android that, phone with I, your prime SIM. I had SIM. that in the last episode as well. You okay, know, Pay fine. attention. Oh, okay. But I will say that it took me a couple of weeks to kind of get used to things like where would I get settings from and all those yeah, things that yeah. you were talking about, but also just the very way of using apps. And the where way would you I get that? Is, into hold those. on a minute. Wait a minute. So, for where example, would I get settings from? I mean, come on, that is not, anyone using Android here, my mother, if I gave her an Android phone, would go, oh, settings. It says settings on the flipping menu. Ah, but you can sort of get it from the scroll down. And, and the point here is that it's actually just different and it takes a while for you to get to the point where you don't think about I need to go to settings. It wasn't that it was hard. It was like, I could find it in settings, but I felt frustrated because if it was an iPhone, I could just go click, 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 like almost, and, you know, and faster because you than knew it. Just yeah. because you knew But precisely but, is the cost of change was having to go back to being a beginner again. Okay. Like it really, right. you know, if, you, if you're an experienced user, then it feels alien. Sorry, Rick. And, and I actually think this is really important in the kind of, kind of whole switching debate is that it's very hard to get over those kind of, that sense of the familiar and those learned behaviours because it's only once you get past those that you can actually kind of give it a fair judgment. And another example of that is app launching. And I actually think Android is better for app launching than the iPhone because of the way you can kind of bundle things together onto that kind of home screen and kind of almost have a primary level of apps. And you only need to go to the app list for kind of the less frequently used stuff. Now, some people are going to say, oh, but I use search on the iPhone for that. I'm just going to say, I actually think Android does very well there. And I'm also comparing it to the live tiles on Windows Phone, which I still actually think is probably one of the best ways to do that start screen experience. But clearly, working out how you do that and what kind of behaviors you do on the phone is really important. But to kind of come back to what Ben was saying, I think the biggest problem that Android has is actually switching between Android phones themselves can be also quite a steep learning curve. So switching from an HTC to a Samsung, one of the, say the S6 or the S7, is actually quite difficult because things are done in different ways. And so when we talk about the Android iPhones, which there's also this sort of secondary debate I think we have to have, is there can be quite a cost to switching between different Android manufacturers. Yeah, I mean, I I think with the Moto G4, I got. Oh, is that quite, the bendy model or the? Uh... <laughs> what is it? It is bendy now. Let me just hold it up for you. Oh, oh dear! Yeah. Oh dear! Ben sat on it. Now, looks like a curve. One we, of the uh, LG. Yeah, yeah. With, with with the iPhone, people, people, <laughs> it looks like it's been manufactured that way. People would have been going mad. Oh, bend gates! But I mean, and I, I promise you, like I I wasn't careless with this device. That is one afternoon's inadvertent sit one time with it. We you know with it in jeans pocket. 
Yeah. And it took me to the next day to realise that, hang on a minute, it's on the table and it's kind of rocking in the wind. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, Rafe. Um, with, with that, you had kind of a slightly more stock experience, but not completely. Well, but going back to your point around the differences as well, I mean, I, I picked up Ewan's device and I picked up picked up my one and I did feel that it was very much, you know, the, the vanilla experience I was getting. It was partly why I was pleased because I felt that this would be perhaps representative of what people would get. Yeah. But then I picked up your Samsung and realised actually... No, you know, the, in your case, the customizations do make it quite a bit more elegant. And it's almost like I don't know what real Android is. We say Android, but we mean lots of different it variants. It is very different on every yeah, handset. And, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and Samsung is the dominant Android manufacturer. So do we take that to be the standard thing? Yeah. Or do we take it to be kind of the Nexus implementation? And HTC's recently moved more towards that, but it still does some of its own things like keyboards, for example. I think you can discount the Nexus devices. They are fantastic for those that love them and there's a real enthusiast following, but they are not representative of anything to anyone out there in, you know, huge numbers. So I think, you know, respect to the people yeah. who enjoy them, but it's a it's a niche device for a niche user base. And I think if you add to that, you then look at particularly the China market with Xiaomi and all those other manufacturers, you know, and... The uh, UI. How do we pronounce that? Is it is Xiaomi? It? Xiaomi. I thought it was Xiaomi. It, it, it may be. Pr- forgive my pronunciation. No, no, no. I've been it... meaning to get it right all season. I mean, show never me, show it. me. Excellent. Um, but, lovely, lovely singing. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. But, um, CBBs. Uh, you know, you, know, you yeah. get, you get right. the, the same thing there. So actually that kind of platform level Android is not at all consistent or standardised. Right. Can we talk about how rubbish it is now? And then that, I was also going to say uh, that has an implication for the apps as well. Apparently not. So the stock apps all behave in quite a similar way, but then when you get into manufacturer apps, that level of consistency doesn't always carry through in the same for third-party apps. And I think that's yeah, actually, that's there's an experience problem with Android. That I, I was amazed I how is, poor the, the stock apps were. Yeah, so I, Such I, as, who are we talking about? I think that's a little unfair. but No, no, it's entirely fair. They are bad. Which apps? Mail, for example. Do you mean Android Mail or Gmail? Gmail. Okay, yeah. yeah. So... Dire. Mm. I think that's very dependent on how embedded you are in the, the Google ecosystem. So let me cite my example, and I'm perhaps I'm going to incur, you know, actually, if you do this, but in Gmail, if you use it with an IMAP account, a regular vanilla email account instead of a Google yes, one, yes. and I know that's wrong, yeah, but that's... You're doing what, it wrong, you're no, holding it wrong. Yeah, but that's what I have, yeah, yeah and it, it, it's, it's one of the things that's supported. You can configure all of the swiping actions. Would you like it to archive? Would you like it to delete? And that's, I love that on the iPhone is the, the ability to sort of swipe a message. And yeah. you, what's that? Is it Spark? Spark, by I use it all the time. And, yeah. and that's got even richer yeah, um, it's really swipe good. notifications. Really. But you can configure that up. But all of the archiving and things only applies if you're using a Gmail account. So now if I swipe left or right, regardless of what I've configured, it just offers me delete. Regardless. That's it. It just well, right, but that's because surely that's because it's uh, designed that way to get well, you to no. stop using your rubbish IMAP well, service. That, that's that's fine, but don't offer me an option to configure archive in the settings if you're then mm. not going to display it to me. And the iPhone manages it. If I archive something, it puts it in an archive folder yeah. for me. You know, it seems it manages to do something smart even if you're not using, you know, Gmail and it's all in its archive tag. So, so would you almost say that's the attention to detail sometimes seems finish. to be missing? And yep. I would agree with that. I think the trade-off that you get is that Android apps and the platform more generally can be more configurable. And that's because it's more open. And I, Did oh, you get into that at all? Um, no, I didn't find the apps. So let's be clear. I didn't find the apps 
more configurable. I, I mostly found feature parity between what I had on the mm-hmm. iPhone, but I found that in general, and I think this is going to be a theme, that the iPhone ecosystem, whether it's first party or third party apps, had a far more polished and better experience in terms of making those settings. And I got more frequently what I expected. Now, I have to admit a bias, which is I've spent a lot of time in the iOS ecosystem. So my expectations are shaped by my experience and therefore I see things that look familiar and I, I accept that. But if it shows me options that don't apply and similarly, you know, I was amazed that I couldn't sync a regular calendar no, I could I could sync a, a Google Calendar, but I couldn't sync a regular calendar like a, a CalDAV or a, a CardDAV server. And those are those are the open standards that everybody else uses. And actually, you know, I think even Google supports behind the scenes. You have to install third-party software. It was just lacked polish. So I found the platform more configurable. I could mm-hmm. have the launcher the way I wanted widgets. it. I could have widgets and all that kind of stuff, and that was okay. But then the problem was maybe it was a choice, but the widgets that I wanted and I talked about this before, the travel widgets, yep. always out of date. Even when there was a travel disruption on the train and you and I have got the same National Rail widget, it never actually updates in time to show me information. So the widgets only can be really relatively sort of low importance, passive information. Yeah. Well, these are some negatives. These are some negatives. So uh, flexibility on the platform, great. I mean, look, I suppose I have to I have to say, I mean, what was that What was that G4 cost? 200 low? Yeah. 200, well, let's say 200 quid for the sake of argument. I could do everything that I could do on my iPhone for £200 versus the £600 that the iPhone and, and the cost. Yeah. yeah, but there is a big difference in refinement. And well, so the, I suppose I, I'm trying to work out whether I think the, the price difference is worth it. So, so you, and if I, I turn that around, I mean, you had basically a £600 Android yep. top of the line. Did you notice those same kind of problems that Ben's talking about, that kind of almost the fit and finish. And I mean, I think the, the big thing that comes out of Android for me is that you have to work harder to get it exactly what you want it to do. And if you've been exposed to the iOS world, it's kind of, there's an expectation as it comes out of the box. It, it doesn't make you think so much, but I can absolutely understand why people prefer Android because that level of control and customization it gives you will often, in some cases, get you closer to what you want and will feel less of a straitjacket than iOS. Right, so a couple of examples. Dashlane, which is the password manager I use, works beautifully, right, because it runs in the background and whenever it senses a password you know, login box, it just, you know, you just um, up pops my little icon and I select, you know, it detects, oh, you mean you want to log into Uber? Yes. Really, really cool. Very nice and, and seamless in that respect. However, where I find problems, uh, some of the the apps I've been using, uh, Ringo, for example, I use for parking, for paying yeah. parking at the station. Perfectly fine. I can log in and use that normally, but the keyboard pops up weirdly. You have to press a kind of say done to make the keyboard disappear to then get access to the button to then say next you know it's not yeah i, I, I was surprised smooth. how often the keyboard covered an important piece of ui and somebody said yeah. uh, in, when i mentioned that in a previous episode somebody said there's no need for that like you know android doesn't compel you to do that so it's back to what's good enough to go out the door yeah it's, it just it's, it just it's, worked and they haven't improved it it's yeah. definitely a testing thing and i think talking from some Android development experience, a lot of that is to do with the kind of fragmented nature of the device base, actually testing every possible combination and things like right, third-party keyboards. I've got the most popular, top-of-the-range handset. That, that's not great. So the other thing I wanted to ask you, Ewan, was up until quite recently, I think people could make the argument that the iPhone had superior hardware or was the best possible hardware. 
Did you feel that your S7 was kind of lacking anything in the hardware department or was it a nice experience? And leaving aside the software, because you can't really divide the two, but that feel in the hand, the quality of the camera, the quality of the screen and everything like that. Was there anything you were either missing from the iPhone or you thought thought your S7 did better? I actually felt the camera was substandard. Which okay. I think is, I, I don't know, I think that might be a feeling. And it's perception rather I think than it's, reality. I think it's perception. And I, I wonder if that's a, a lingering issue with being an Apple fan. You know, well, a historic, and do you think that's Apple related fan. to the, you know, the very successful shot on iPhone advertising campaign that you see on the tube and everywhere else? That when, kind of, when we did the Rub Rafe episode, yeah. you and I, you and both took pictures. Yes. And I took some pictures of my iPhone and you were taking them yeah, with, the, with the Galaxy. And I was looking at them afterwards, which one would I use? And yours were more usable from my regular um, 6S. They coped with the dodgy lighting conditions yeah. better, but they weren't realistic. The colours were overinflated. Yeah. And so in the end, for in the Instagram world, I threw them on with a filter and it was great. It, was fine, and it, yes. and it looked fine, but they weren't the photos I would have wanted That's to have. That's why I noticed that I got better quality. So that, it's, almost that, over, balance. it's yeah. almost over-processing, which I think Samsung yeah. is quite well known for, whereas yeah. Apple tends to take a more yeah. natural or neutral yeah. approach to processing. Whereas the camera on mine was Which good, what you'd in, expect good for enough for, for good enough for two hundred pounds. Yeah, I actually realised that I started to take pictures with this and wondered why the battery was going down. And realised that I had Google Photos and Dropbox backing up my pictures mm. simultaneously. Every picture being backed up twice because that's a thing that you can do. Apparently, well, yeah. I, I, I like that um, very much. I I really like the the, the finish, the the physical, the that, industrial. That feels, what do we call it? Industrial industrial design. design. That feels nice in the hand you're really you're, nice you're lovely in the yeah. pocket the battery management is fan flipping tastic now what, what i mean by that is i can even with you know like 17 percent left i can say oh no you know switch it all off go on to you know super low conservation mode and it will last two days so i think that's an interesting thing about android the iphone does exactly the same thing in terms of it has that ability to conserve battery life but you have maybe a finer level of control on android and Much the thing, finer, yeah. thing that struck me about the s7 hardware wise is actually, it's pretty amazing to say that Android now effectively has hardware parity with the iPhone when we talk about the top end, because that's actually development really has only come in the last year or two, I would argue. I mean, before that, people always talk, there were always examples that you could call out, but actually you look at something like the S7, the HC10, maybe the LG G series, everyone's going to have their own favourite, but in terms of the quality of the industrial design and the cameras and the screen, it's very little to choose between the hardware components. I mean, that has become all commoditized. So it is definitely the software experience that makes the difference at the high end. I think where we have to give more credit to Android is the fact that it is that consistency of experience across a whole range of devices and a whole range of price points. Does that matter to the individual, though, or is that an industry thing? Well, I, sort of, I sort of wanted to say, it. actually, you can't give Android credit for that, but you kind of said it. You've had, a what, 95% of the experience on a, a phone that costs, you know, a third of the price. Well, I... I can run 95% of the apps and do 95% of the stuff. Mm-hmm. I think the thing is that I realised, though, is that I pick up my phone when I think it's going to make a job easier, and I've just picked it up less frequently. I've picked up my iPad or I've gone to my computer because it's about the number of keystrokes. With my iPhone, admittedly, I've learned, I can just quickly look up a password, I can check my calendar, and the whole experience feels really refined. And I can do it. You know, I can, you can unarguably, I can look up my calendar here. But the frequency with which I got the right thing and I navigated through the interface and found and found things working well was just that bit harder. And I just, I suppose the closing point, you know, we're, we're nearly up on time on Android Challenge, was Ewan, just unlock your S7 for me. Yeah. Just go to the home screen. And let's just, you and me, what do you notice about our notification bars? 
Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Our notification, Absolutely both crazy. of our notification bars. Look are at all these LinkedIn ones. Absolutely stuffed all the way across the top. There's very limited grouping. I've got three different types of Instagram notification there two from Facebook, two from Twitter. Rafe's not very plot feeler. He's only got three. But I suppose what the point I wanted to make was that I started off thinking that the one thing that Android really did better was about notifications because on my iPhone, I just have the red dot everywhere. And I just, it's one of those areas that I have to admit that the iPhone does poorly. Mm. Is you get screens of notifications in the drop down menu and you get red dots everywhere and it's very hard to clear them off. And I was thinking, oh, this is actually quite good. But it's not because it, about 10 interactions in and you're just overwhelmed, it starts, it's starting yes. to do the little more icon. And so I think there's a huge scope for improvement there. And I stopped using it because it was less convenient. So that kind of spoils my uh, last question in a way in that. Um would you consider using an Android phone in any form in the future? And I just want to, you know, is there a final thing that do you think you were still somewhat impacted by your iPhone legacy or experience? Do you feel the challenge was a long enough time to give it a fair shake? I, should it be six months? Yeah, do we need to give you six months to really... <laughs> just through the look of horror flash across Ben's face then. <laughs> Whatever I've done well, to but you. But you knew you were coming back. You knew you were coming back to iPhone. Well, I... I have this device in my hand. Presumably I can go out and buy one of my own if I really loved it. I mean, the price of this device is not an impediment for me to take, to pick it up. Were you going to buy the P9? I, the I, looked, at, I looked at it, but I, for, the, for the camera, for the camera tech. I think the problem is, Rafe, is could I buy an S7 and get that high-end experience that you Ewan's had? Yeah. But the third-party software just isn't of such a good quality. Not such a no, not so. How much of that quality do you think is about the the familiarity of the experience just being different? I mean, I think it's there, but I actually think you're overplaying that point. I think he's got a point. No, I think think, no, I don't think he's overplaying. I think he's just but my priority, which is I use my phone all day, every day, hundreds and hundreds of interactions, and every tiny little bit that irritates me is a cumulative. I think a lot of those things that irritate you are a result of your history and the way you expect things to happen on iOS because. You and I ask you the same question. I, I think you probably had a more positive experience in the Android challenge. I, I think so, yeah. I went straight into it. I put all my apps, everything. I stopped using the iPhone. It became my number two phone. Uh, toilet phone. <laughs> Every time I'd uh, pick up the iPhone, I'd start pressing on the left, not the center, center no. button. You know, I really loved it and I still do love it. There's been a, I had a technical issue with my Samsung and dropped it. I'm really pleased. It's mine, not yours. And what was the uh, customer support and the service like? I haven't, even bothered. I haven't even bothered. Yeah. He went to the Samsung Genius Bar and got it fixed straight away. That Because yeah. actually Samsung, I know, has very good support in Do the it. UK. If you call them up, they will get it replaced for you. But because people's perception of Samsung isn't about that, so Apple I- is regarded as superior. I didn't know that, right? Because it's, so, you know, it's, it's, it's cracked down here. I don't know if you can see. And that's it. That's give, def- give them a ring. They've got a free phone, phone number. I'll there try that. I didn't win the Android challenge because I'm not sticking you didn't with really Android. Want I think to. you're a no, no, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, you didn't want to. You didn't want to. Right? Did, did I win it then? I think by default, you and we we have to oh, declare oh. you the winner. It's one. I'm, it's one I'm happy to give you, to be honest. <laughs> We're going to have to revisit this topic in the future because Android, as, as you rightly pointed out, is now the dominant platform, and I think it's something that's worth investigating. But I think what this has brought up is how difficult it is to switch. And you know, switches are talked a lot about in the kind of the marketing and all the kind of market share things. But actually, it's much more difficult to make that switch than I kind of assumed it would be. And I've had the same thing. So I was doing a bit of thinking around what would it take to get me to switch. And I thought photos would be the problem because we, we talked to it in previous episodes. I've got tons of photos. But actually, 
turning Google Photos on, pointing at my iPhoto library. It all works quite nicely on the Apple ecosystem. Turned out not to be much of a pain. Told it, you. It was so, but, but it was about apps. It was those yeah. micro it, interactions yeah. that kind of add up to that totality of your experience. Yeah. So I, I couldn't get the same apps. And then when I went looking in the store for equivalent apps. Quality. Equivalent yeah. quality. Equ- right? Equivalent There's quality. There's plenty of apps out there. Yeah. So there, if it's a branded app, you know, to get my utility bill or to do my banking, I was fine. I had complete yeah. parity. Yeah. If it was a productivity or a, a thing that I would have chosen, like a tool, it was far more limited. So I think it, 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 it would depend from person to person. But you know, I suppose if I only existed in Microsoft Office, I perhaps would be very happy. But I you know, have spent a lot of time picking and choosing the productivity apps on iPhone I, that really helped me get through my day. So I think this is absolutely fascinating because hardware has gone commoditized. And I think software, in a lot of ways, people assume it's gone commoditized. And a lot of platform parity in what you can do but that final polish of the experience, the things that actually we like mobile for making your life easier, you know, picking up and using it every day to shorten tasks, to do things that just makes for those moments of delight and happiness that, you know, the marketers talk about. That's actually still the difference for Ben. That's what made the difference in this challenge. And so you're switching back to the iPhone. You're in, are you going to maintain both or are you going to go I've, back to a uh, primary iPhone? I, do you know what? I'm going to give Samsung a call tomorrow because that's very interesting. Because I've switched temporarily back to the iPhone uh-huh. just because it's been a little bit unstable because of this, this uh, crack in the screen. But yeah, I, I really do love Android, okay. actually. I'm, I'm really quite enjoying it. There we go. So we'll have to come up with a new challenge for the next season. If anyone's got some good ideas for Torment that I'd like to book her through, please get in touch. There we go. Yeah, it's... um Yeah, back to the iPhone. Actually, so last night, I was trying to think, when does the Android challenge finish? I was thinking, mm, it'll be midnight, probably. That's probably when it counts. <laughs> so I sat down after dinner last night and swapped the Sims over. I was like, yeah, home again. It's great. Ben's looking much happier now. Well, and I, I know I, our listeners are concerned about I am still things. tapping to the left because that's how you bring up the kind of app menu on the, on the Samsung on my iPhone, which is quite irritating. That's interesting. <laughs> You've got the opposite problem yeah. now. Okay, then. So uh, we're, we're nearly running out of time, but we need to think about highlights and lowlights. Right. I'm looking around a room of, of panicked faces. Oh, no, I've got some. Yeah, I need to think of some highlights, don't I? Okay, so you, McLeod. Yeah. Best thing about your Samsung S7? Okay, oh, just a very immediate one. I loved using it underwater. Because I was how, how, how many times did you, <laughs> did you use it underwater? Uh, five times. Over five days. Fair enough. That's a far more precise answer than I was expecting. Um, no, well, explain I, yourself. I, I usually, I have a Sony. Uh, Sony? Z, uh, Xperia Z something or other. Something or other. Good. It's, it's, don't baffle the listeners with detail. That's yeah, what I say. But that, that's, those are uh, waterproof phones. And I use that in the pool a lot with um, here in the UK. And because of Samsung what here. What are you taking pictures of? Or? The, or actually, my son under the water. Oh, fair enough. Okay. It's really cool when you take pictures of it on video underwater. It's brilliant. Okay. Swimming. And do you know what I actually did in the pool a little while ago? I did a FaceTime video with my wife. You did. I did. I did. Yeah, in not the pool. Face, not FaceTime, you didn't, because that's only on iOS. Uh, sorry, sorry. Facebook. Facebook, oh, Facebook video. Facebook video, Facebook video from the pool. And that was really cool. And actually, that was with the Samsung. But the issue with um, this one, uh, really good for taking photos on the water. There's a lady, a lady in the pool did the, oh, what's that? What's that? Have you, have you got a case? I said, no. Oh, uh, how, how is that possible? I said, well, it's a Samsung Galaxy S7. Thank you very much. It's waterproof. Oh, I had to tell my husband about it. Yes, you should. Yeah. Um, so, so they all took funny in your local they did, No, this yeah. is in Tenerife. Oh, fair enough. That's fine. Anyway, I really loved it. However, what was it was fantastic because I was IMing, I was sending pictures from, I was in the pool sending pictures on the, the, the Wi-Fi in the hotel. Really cool, really smart. 
as I was taking the pictures and the video, they were going into the Google thing and my parents were regularly refreshing and having a look and seeing the, the pictures. Brilliant, kind of real time and uh, very nice. And then one thing happened. I gave the phone to my son. He was pretending it was a navigator. He'd sit on a crocodile having a great time. He dropped it into the water. What was interesting is the whole of the parents sitting around the pool went, <gasps> <laughs> and I just kind of made a, uh, I did an acting thing. Let's pick it up. But unfortunately, when I was picking it up, because of the way that the Samsung is really slim, mm. I had to drag it along the floor of the pool a little bit to try and just get the grip to pick it up. And I was, of course, underwater doing this. And I've now got loads of scratches, loads of scratches on the, uh, oh um, not very nice. Um, and then the, this it's is, not, un, this is not, not life proof then. No. And this is an underwater phone. No, oh, sorry, a waterproof phone yeah. right? uh, to 1.5 meters. Not after about a minute. And this button here starts working. And then of course the microphone is rubbish for about eight or nine hours until it dries. Oh, really? Really, really poor. So the photos in the video, fantastic. I'll show you them later. Yeah. Really good. Um, so that, that was a okay, I, so highlight and a low light. Highlight and a Rafe Lanford. Actually, Rafe Lanford, you've not really shared much of your experience. I, I just get the sense maybe you didn't do as much Android testing as, as maybe well, as some of us. You did lots of Windows phone testing, I think. Windows phone testing, yeah. yeah. How was your Windows phone Android challenge? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's really on. I originally wanted it to be a, a Windows challenge, but you kind of vetoed that one. But let, yes. moving on from that. It would have made you too happy. And there's, if there's one rule about three as well. So yeah. one of the things I will admit to is that I didn't feel like I had much of a challenge coming because I regularly used three phones. And that's partly a result of work and partly because, you know, I can't switch away from Windows because obviously being my true love and all that, feel free to uh, take the mickey. That's right. We'll um, just be playing comedy sound effects underneath. Mark, just add a bed of comedy sound effects, please. E- excellent. <laughs> <laughs> But I did, as I've sort of alluded to, make a concerted effort to use it as my primary phone. I switched the SIM over, got the email switch over and all of that sort of thing from a work point of view. As a result, I actually found myself using more of the kind of the core functions of Android and some of the things that make it good, which is when you're in the Google ecosystem. So I think the highlight for me is probably being aware of Google Now and the kind of the Google Now cards and sort of being impressed by them. But actually, it wasn't until I had more data going through them. It's kind of, it's the obvious thing. It becomes a lot more useful. So if I look at Google Now on the phone now, it's giving me exactly accurate information about how long it's going to take to get home that's cool it knows that i'm going to walk rather than catch the car or any public transport it knows i've got an amazon delivery coming in tomorrow so it's got something for that it will allow me to click one button to get the tracking information it knows i've been watching lots of olympic stuff so it's got some of that as featured content including the medal table and a little schedule of when to watch stuff so actually in the evening i can work out what's going to be the good event to watch. Are you seeing that it's tracking the places you've been as well? Tracking the places I've been. I mean, Google Maps is actually a bit of a revelation, I think, when you use that more. And if you put things into the calendar, it will then appear on Google Maps itself if you're staying in a specific hotel. And so that kind of living intelligent map Have you seen it mapping your contacts as well? Because this is is Bob's house. It appears, appears on the map. Yeah, and and there's a lot more of that kind of quite subtle Google service integration, but that's in one sense also the low light because if you don't live in the Google ecosystem... Yeah, you've got to do it their way. I would say that Android is far more tied to the Google ecosystem than iOS is tied to the Apple ecosystem. And I think that's you know reflects the relative yep. merits of the, the two platform in that Google kind of regards its phones as kind of relatively dumb glass relying on very smart Google services up in the cloud, whereas Apple puts a lot more of its intelligence onto the glass, onto the phone itself. 
And actually the cloud is just used as kind of a backup or an enabling thing to make the yeah. experience smoother. And consequently, that feeds into third-party apps as well. And so the third-party apps on iOS, to Ben's point, tend to be a little bit more, I don't want to say intelligent or polished, but there's just that slight difference on emphasis of where the intelligence respectively yes, yes. lies. And of course, that means I think if you get into the Google ecosystem, it's absolutely fantastic. And I would say it's probably better than the Apple experience if you kind of fully invest You've in that. You've got to fully. You can't do what Ben does or just have, you know, IMAP and all this. And you know, particularly impressed me that it's available across a, a full range. I didn't kind of see that because I was on a high-end phone. But then I think the other thing I would pick out when you do use a Google control service like Google Photos, there is something quite magic about the way that works. Now, you can use that on the iPhone as well. That's probably the other lesson I would take away is actually as someone who uses all three, each of them has their own respective strength. And I think Google's lies in something like Google Now and understanding contextual information. iOS has much more polish on what I'd call the final presentational layer of the user interface. And uh, This is the, the, the Windows comment, come on. And then for Microsoft, I would say it's kind of the enterprise thing. It just has the smoothest enterprise experience. But that is let down by all the third-party apps and other services that just aren't as mature or are not present within the ecosystem. Are you holding so, out for the Surface Phone, by the way? I will look forward to seeing that when it arrives, but I think actually now you have to acknowledge that it's basically iOS and Android as the two mainstream platforms, and Windows is kind of something of a, an alternative. You know, in much the same way that sort of BlackBerry has become pretty much irrelevant mm. to the mainstream market, I think the only difference is that Windows does have an experience that stretches across uh, mobile right up to desktop and it remains very strong in desktop in those transformer tablet devices you know you can't write it off altogether and i think that's why the enterprise story is kind of its one remaining strong point if i was going to look for a low light i think honestly it's the consistency between android devices you know i count myself as someone who's used plenty of devices over the it's been you know samsung devices some motorola's some nexus devices i thought i knew quite a bit about them i found myself having to learn more and I think there's also that change that happens between platform versions. There's just less of a narrative consistency with yeah. Android than I think there is with iOS. And yeah. I'm kind of thinking, Ben, there aren't going to be any highlights. So do you want to have yeah. two lowlights? Go on. Then. Oh, no, don't, don't, paint, on, don't, don't paint me as, as No, we know you hate Android. You ba you're basically wearing a T-shirt with, you know, Fan a sheep boy. killing an Android droid. Fanboy. Oh, sorry, that was maybe unfair. I, so I suppose the highlight was a sheep killing it. I like that. I, yeah. I, I can't, I suppose the highlight is I can have a full set of app experiences for 200 quid. I can have a smartphone experience and it does functionally all the stuff that my iPhone does for, for 200 quid. So, I mean, that, that actually... Very small iPhone. That actually, yeah, I suppose I mean, I've got a regular size one. I might go for the Plus next time again. But mm. that was a surprise because I really thought that I would see the app experience. I thought they'd be laggy and slow and then and they're not. Now, and I'm not playing games, uh, you know, so mm. that maybe games would test the device more thoroughly. But all the apps I use performed just as quickly as I was hoping they would. Yeah the 4G works, you know, like yeah. there's, there's no reason, the performance of apps I don't think is a reason to get it anymore. I had all the memory on the device I could need, uh, including storage. So actually, you know, credit where credit's due, Rafe, you know, that wasn't so bad. I think- Is that your highlight then? That's a highlight and that was a pleasant surprise. Okay. I really thought that actually I was going to have a worse and experience if you, with apps. If you were going to pick an Android phone, which one would you want to have then? So you, you were given the, the 200 quid one, would you like a top of the range Nexus or a Huawei or- well, you see, uh, one, one, one. I think I'd stick with this end because I think if I had 
your phone. I mean, it would be, it's, it's a lot nicer, Like, but actually if I was going to spend £600 on the device, I'd want the polish that comes with the Apple yeah. ecosystem. Okay, but yes, I'd rather yes. have 400 quid in my pocket to get a tablet if you said you have that's to be all, like, yeah. if you said you have get to be, well, no, but even an Android tablet. But if you said you have to be all Android, like that's the rules of the game. I'd rather have this and four hundred quid to have an Android watch or an Android tablet, and I can get way or, more. But stuff. you could probably get both, or yeah, all yeah. three, couldn't you? For for six hundred, that is a highlight, and it's not to be sniffed at. And I'm 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 not I'm under the illusion that I'm working on something that is a third of the price here, but what amazes me is that the things that it's poor at feel like the things that are cheapest to fix. Like I expected I was going to be let down by memory, processor speed, battery, battery, camera quality, connectivity and cell phone and the wireless performance. All of those things, fine. Switches onto Wi-Fi, gets onto my Wi-Fi really well. Battery lasts a good long time. You know, all of those things I thought. They're all generic now. Well, well, yeah, because the components, I thought, oh, it'll be cheaper because it's got cheap things inside it. And it might be, but it didn't show. What really annoyed me was the launcher, the apps, the options, the polish. And the software doesn't actually need to cost, you know, on a per device basis, by the way, time you scale it up, the investment in making the software better is so infinitesimally small versus the component cost on the device. You know, how much money does it take to license Android for this device or to do the manufacturer skin? That's what amazed me. It's like they're getting the easy stuff wrong. And then final low lights, big Android security scare. Thought, oh, I know, I'll download the checkpoint quadroot scanner. Yep, my device is all vulnerable. So that's a known zero day vulnerability, making all of my data vulnerable to somebody taking off the device. And of course, true to form, and it's not a very fair example, picked up my iPhone after a week, having it turned off in my bag, plugged it back in, powered it up. 9.6.4 update you know, performance and security. There it is, downloaded, installed, five minutes. And this has zero day updates that have been publicized now for weeks. And I know no inkling that there's a security patch coming in time soon. So, good. you know, a real, real mix. Uh, my Samsung patched. It's yeah. already patched when I download that app, just to check. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Riff Blanford, any closing thoughts? I just think it goes to show. No, we can't do a Windows Phone one. <laughs> Uh, well, it's worth a try. <laughs> it was worth a try. Sorry, Ruth. I'm also somewhat surprised by the variety and the range of experience that we've had. And I think that partly reflects the different handsets we've had, but also the different approaches we take to using th- the device. We, we have all had the same handset. I think that would have been an interesting way to do it. I mean, we were trying to take on a broader range of but questions. I don't think that's realistic, though, because we don't buy the same handsets. But wait a minute, what was the mistake here? To give him, and I'm pointing at Mr. Smith here, was a mistake to give him that Motorola. I th- should you have given him because he 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 buys stupidly expensive Apple watches but, but, but and stuff the, like that. But the, should you have you, you are the new you by the way, right? Wow, um, he, I'm the new you, which is uh, that faint praise from you. Um, yeah. You, I think you should have given him the top, yeah. top, top of the range. But, but the, I, point, the point I've just made, though, let, I think let, he would let's have been just a say, listeners, that I decided that giving Ben the less expensive handset with a smaller wrist than giving it to you and who I felt would who ultimately did drop it more vociferously. <laughs> well, I dropped mine. Though. I dropped mine. I'm really yeah, pleased with yeah. mine. Not the, whereas I bent raves, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll see you afterwards at the checkbook. <laughs> um, but the, my point was that I don't think I would have got the value because, as I was going back to, unless the Samsung has amazing software, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's all right, but it's not amazing enough to be worth 400 quid's worth of better software. I do think you uh, underestimate how difficult it is to get that software right because lots of manufacturers are trying to do it and Google 
does have this apologist. It does have apologist. this apologist. Alert. Apologist. <laughs> apologist. 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 Who you are apologising. Actually, actually, can I just paraphrase? Actually, you, you wouldn't understand quite how hard it is to be a multi-billion-dollar corporation with all of the resources. It's much it's a very limited hard. budget. It's very really difficult. Does you make an so excuse? Actually, I think the difficulty is nothing do to do with the budget. I think it's the number of people involved in putting those handsets together. Apple is vertically integrated. Google and Android is not. You have to have Google itself and then the manufacturer and sometimes software partners involved too. And that's actually one of the lessons I would take away. It's that less joined they just up haven't experience. Got themselves, that, that is their problem though. They haven't got themselves organized. But I would say it's their problem. How much of a, an issue is it? They're the largest thing in the, in the planet. And honestly, that's what I think has come out of this challenge, that if you want that fully packaged, that experience that's sort of polished and that attention to detail. Or if you can afford it. And there's absolutely that as well. My closing conclusion, I don't know how to tell people what Android phone to buy anymore because it used to be a case of should you buy Android or not? And you say, oh yes, go and get an Android phone. And then mm. here are three brands that are yeah. quite good. But I no longer really have a good view of actually what the difference between a Samsung Android phone and a Lenovo and a HTC one is. And demonstrably, the experience is really, really different. Whereas before it used to be, you know, iPhone or Android. Well, if you're buying a handset between 100 and 300 pounds, it's then, Android. It's, then it's Android. So which flavor of Android? Why, Why is it not on an iPhone? Well, you, you can only buy a, ver- a second-hand iPhone for that kind of money. What's the cheapest iPhone at the minute? Isn't well, it? What's the SE? The, the SE, but are you, you're is that three nine nine or three four nine. You're not going to get that for three hundred yeah. new. But I mean, I, I would still argue buy a second-hand one. But I think you know, if your choice is one platform, but the platform is so unpredictable, and manufacturers do such un- weird things to it uh, over time, and you know, the nice people from Huawei of you know sort of got a different flavor of branding on theirs as well it's very hard to know what you're going to get does that matter 50 percent of the people around the pool were all using android and didn't yeah. appear to care so one to come back to in season 14 okay guys let's wrap it up there let's agree never ever to use android or talk about it again <laughs> motion carriage excellent okay thank you very much for listening to season 13 we're very grateful to our friends at digital lbi for providing us the recording venue all the way through this season thank you also too to mark at audioragler.co.uk for making this sound silky, buttery smooth and helping us with the equipment selection and all that sort of stuff at the beginning of the season. Thank you very much to my car hosts, Mr. McLeod and Mr. Blanford. Probably the last time we'll ever be in the same country ever again. Not true. Okay, well, probably for a bit anyway. Right. You can find us on 361podcast.com where you can leave us a message, you can leave us a comment, you can send us an email, or send us a voicemail. We're also at 361podcast on Twitter. We're also on Facebook and LinkedIn. We will be back soon with season 14. Thank you very much for listening. Please let us have your feedback and comments as ever, and we will speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Well, I, for one, am glad that is over. (laughs) Are you ever going to forgive me, Ben? It was interesting. And actually, I thought I was going to go back to iOS, and I decided I wouldn't. I'd stick with it and... The only thing I left on iOS, which I couldn't take off, was my corporate email, which is tied yeah. to the device. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but actually, in the end, I ended up, because I didn't have my iPhone in my hand all the time, I just didn't use it that much. Unfortunately, you know, the environment I'm in, I've got access to desktop for quite a lot of the time. But yeah, glad that's over. But Rafe Blanford, we're going to have to think of something, going to have to something, think of something better, because that was, that was, I like it when the challenges make A you fun. sad, not me sad. Okay, yeah. right. We should reflect on the massage. How's it been for you? What feedback have you had? There's been a lot of laughing. I think people missed the point of the episode, which was to discuss on-demand services. Was it? Was it? Rather, rather, well, (laughs) that was was my understanding of it.
but that's also how we wrapped it up um there was some great feedback about that episode that actually one of the things we we didn't touch on which we perhaps should have done is talk about the impact of that on demand on the kind of the the gig economy as it talked about yeah, yeah we, t- we talked about it in the com- we talked about it in the comments a bit and i think we'll have to come back to that in the, in the future i kind of i'm in two minds because i think it's an important issue but i didn't want it to be if you talk about it in in the massage episode everyone thinks you're talking about just the massage yeah and the one thing that esther made really clear to us when she came in was she loved her job and she loved doing what she did and she was loved you know kind of yeah. working in the way she did yeah. and i mean she was not a spokesman for the company so you know you don't put her up and say you know esther says yeah. but it's not all good but it's not all, all bad, bad either but that's actually i think one of the things we'll maybe talk about as a, a future episode and we should say that actually we're very open to getting suggestions from the listeners we did a previous episode with uh, matt Lacey's question but yeah so you know, who, def- that- who definitely isn't the author of book about windows phone no it's about mobile ux i don't even remember saying that but i must remember to email matt. okay what are you uh, are you buying the but, new iphone well before we get on to that i was yeah. just gonna say i think actually one of the topics would be what impact has mobile had kind of on that, those kind of bigger economy issues, because it's not just about the gig economy on, on demand. I think there's actually something around our expectations have changed and the amount that we expect to, you know, have immediate access to, but also the impact it's had on the high street and the way it's changing kind of future shopping concepts are about connected stores and more click and collect and all of that. I think actually there's actually a bigger impact that mobile has beyond that kind of immediate thing around, you know, developers becoming millionaires and this consumer device that's become the most popular thing on the planet. It's that reach and depth of mobile things. So. I had a mobile day the other, a little while ago, just before we went on a holiday. Archie decided he needed a, a snorkel. A snorkel? Yeah, he, was, he really enjoyed using a snorkel at one of the pools, the local pools, and we thought, oh, we could get one. And I uh, said to my wife, ah, hold on a minute, Argos might have a snorkel. We checked Amazon Prime, they didn't have a snorkel yeah. for children. The one time I've opened the Argos app on my phone, and I said, yes, we have one in stock in Basingstoke nearby. And so I said, yep, I'd like to order that. Next, next, next. All, all on the mobile. Oh, very yeah. straightforward. And I got to the point of ordering it. And I had ordered it. And it said, yes, because um, it said it was in stock. And you know how Argos is really good with their stock management, yeah. right? I really like that. Having completed the order on my phone, and then says, great, thank you. Please pick up at 4 p.m. And this is 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So it wasn't actually available in the store until 4 p.m. I thought this can't, this can't, this can't be accurate. Surely that, because he didn't say that, you know, that, yeah. that's a massive, I'm not ever using you again, if that's it. I drove to the stores because I had the boys and um, giving Hetty a bit of a break. So I drove all the way over to the store, walked in and said, look, and they've got a dedicated desk for this. I forget what they call it, a fast. You fast know, track. Fast, yeah. Right. And the woman said, oh, no, it says four. I said, well, I know, I know it says four, but. It also says the, you have it in the shop. Yeah, you said it was in stock, in your store. That's why, flipping annoying, flipping annoying. And then the email me at two o'clock to say, hey, it's in stock. It's in stock. You can come and get it. But it, that the only reason I shopped with them was because they had it yeah. there and it, that was very poor. So I'm, I've been thinking about uh, challenges for next season. Uh-huh. So one, just floating a few ideas. What about going for a week or a month or some period of time only using mobile payments? that's hard I've tried me or it. I've tried it for a week I re- I've already done it for a week so I reckon I could do it for a season so what, what do you, like, how do you mean like not using credit card debit so, card so basically trying to make sure every single transaction is through mobile so that could be Apple Pay or yeah. Android Pay to replace a credit card yeah 
or it could be in-app payments. What or... if you're in a store or what if you're at a hotel? Because I, I couldn't do that. Frustratingly, this uh, Ritz Carlton had a um, contactless reader. Mm-hmm. But of course, you, yeah, it's only under £30 or, or the equivalent euro. Apple Pay often has a higher limit. Now, I wonder if I should, because I paid in the Amex, I wonder if I should have um, should have tried that. Now, I accept it won't be possible to do it everywhere, but I think, you know, like the person who'd win the challenge would be the person who'd managed to shape their shopping. I once went to New York, New York, no, sorry, Washington. Yeah. I was only there three days, to yeah. be fair, but I was, you know, foreign country. I didn't spend a single US dollar in paper. Right, um, I did this. I went, now, when you go abroad, do you always take out some local currency? I generally get it from a cash machine in the, in the in after the arrival. Yeah. yeah, no, I went to Copenhagen for a day, just getting ready for the, the job. Um, just check out some, some really good Lego. Indeed, in, that's in Billund, Legoland. Okay. See, he's got all the way, he knows, he's got it go, That's a couple, of, a couple of hours by train away, apparently. R- Rafe Blanford's just got his Windows phone. He's just looking out for Windows phone pay. Oh, oh they no, haven't launched it. Oh, no, I'm, he's going to be so hungry in season 14. 2019, just wanted, 2019. Just, just wanted a sandwich. They've only launched in the States. Can, oh, okay, can right. I text you for a sandwich? I didn't take out any local currency at all. Krona, is it? It is Krona. Yeah, um, good guess. Well done. And, Thank you. Uh, DKK. Is the, yeah, in case you want to know, Danish corner. Danish corner. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I just did everything on the. That's like normal corona, but with raisins. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was able to use Apple Pay for the vending machines because I, I, they, they got some good. Oh, contact contact vending machine, machines, yeah. all, all very fine. And then I used my credit card in the taxi. Yeah. Because I, again, is that that's the pay? It was forty-five euro corona, or yeah, the equivalent. Yeah. So I couldn't use contactless yet. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting to try. We'll, mm. we'll float that one, but we need to look for some more challenges. That's um, that's the next season's one. Come, and visit, one. come and visit me. One that doesn't make me miserable for the whole bleeding season. All right. Yeah. We said we were going to do a road trip. We'll do a road trip to Copenhagen. Yeah. Rafe and I will catch the bus because you won't be with us. So well, we'll I wouldn't be able to go every, all the best modes of transport. Actually. Well, I'm happy to take a, a Danish bus. It'll be very Dan- efficient. Yeah. Just, it was just that, it was the that day Congress in the MW, bus. people still say to me, I'm that episode. Yeah, yeah. It's, what it's season famous. was that? Three or four or something? I don't know. It was like four years Years ago. and years ago. They still go, oh, you didn't take the bus. You're moaning about getting on the bus. So are you ready for the off? Are you, are you, are you ready to go? Yeah, pretty you much. Got any, got any, can you speak any Danish? Yes. Yeah, uh, hi. Hi. Nay. Right. That's uh, good. Uh, Rugbrut, which is rye bread. Excellent. So, uh, Ost, meat. Breakfast covered. Um, frukt. Yep. Fruit. That yep. was very useful. I've been using Memrise, the language trainer. Right. Yep. Really good, Memrise. There we go. Fantastic. Multi-platform. It's really, really good. What's the Danish for, do you accept Apple Pay? Vorden. Vorden. No. I tell you what, the one problem with Danish, right, right. is... The one header, problem with Danish. Right, header is uh, like uh, to know. Right. 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 Um, yeah, do header, do, do header, um, you and whatever. And you, yep. or, well, my name is, you, something like that, right? Yep. Name, yeah, your name is or whatever. But on Memrise, it says header. Right, H-E-D-D-E-R. You go, okay, right, header. I've put that on my brain, header, right? And then um, the, the lady's voice goes, hither? Uh-huh. I'm like, what? So where did you get hither from? Hither? It's almost as if they have different pronunciation and different words. Well, it's just, why did they not write H-I-T-H? Oh, of course, yeah. obviously. So I'm getting there. Getting right. there. But frukt, I, that, that was very useful. I was in the office in yeah. Nordea and there was a basket and it said frukt on it. Frukt. And I knew that was fruit. Excellent. Thank you, Memrise. You could also see it because there was bananas in there. No, it was empty. Fair empty enough. basket. There no you go. Grand. Well, I look forward to coming to visit you when you're just emaciated, just surrounded by empty fruit baskets and rye oh. bread. No, they've got uh, delivery services there. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. Well, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, you and you'll be able to report on the state of uh, the mobile economy well, and mobile things. Yeah, market. from, from yeah. a Scandinavian point of view. But 
between now and then, we're also expecting to see, you know, big new device announcements, of course. We'll yes, get, yes. Get the back iPhone to, yeah, come, you buying? Come. You've got to buy one. I'll, I'll be pretty tempted are you, by... Are you doing the show? Is this, I'm just sitting here having a chat. Are you just doing more show? Well, no, I was actually just talking about what's coming between I, now hold and on a minute. next are you, season. Are you still on? Are you Ralph on? Ralph Blanford's on. He's got, that lean, I, he's got that lean forward, giving great content face. Ralph Blanford gives content. Yeah. Go on. Just talk to us normally. What are you going to buy, Ralph Blanford? Are you going to buy the iPhone 7? Well, I'm quite tempted because it is on the tick of the TikTok cycle with the new design and presumably... New think, it doesn't look like... Well, well, we'll, we'll see, really. won't we? I mean... Is there a new Lumia disappointment due out? <laughs> I'm sure there'll be one in due course, but I don't think it's going to be arriving will you for a get, little while. Will you get the Air, the, the Plus or not? I think I would go back to the, the standard size. No, but it looks like, and there's just leaked stuff, it looks like the Plus has got a better, way better camera. Well, it will depend on, on what gets announced, obviously. But um, in terms of size, I've definitely moved away from, you know, having had from a couple of different handsets, uh, the bigger versions. Actually, I quite like the 5.5-inch size not mm. not six or five point seven i'm still like the plus every time i have to look at my wife's one she she wants the, the the s the sorry the the, the small one very annoying you just prefer the bigger battery's things, rubbish in it absolutely I, she's had it a year now rubbish what size is that s7 i uh, don't know what ask ask the encyclopedia oh. blanford what okay right i'll ask google then i think it's five point okay google five inches what screen size is the galaxy s7 edge it's the same size. Okay, Google. See, look, this is seamless. This is the Google, okay, is Google. Google experience. Hooray, look, oh, it does speech working, recognition, except when you need it. It's working. It's, it's, I have to get started again. Any, oh, anyways, it's because it's upgraded itself. Anyways, look, the point I was going to make Just was... Just say, okay, Google, three times. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. I'm, I'm just training it. I didn't know that wasn't working. I like that is a halfway size. Okay, Google. That's a halfway size. Okay, Google. The iPhone. Okay, sorry, I'm almost and the there. iPhone Plus. Okay, Google. Come on. Oh, complete listening. Oh, it's just seamless, isn't it? It's just the elegance it's of the terrible, Android, isn't it? Okay, Android Google. Ecosystem. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. Right. Oh, it's now it's gone in standby mode. 